CIO Talk Radio is brought to you by HP and Bosch Software Innovations. Welcome to CIO Talk Radio with your host, Sun Jog All. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers. Now, here's Sun Jog All. Hello and uh, welcome to CIO Talk Radio. To learn more about the show, please visit www.ciotalkradio.com. And as always, we invite you to join the discussion on Twitter, hashtag CTR Live, and look for this show as hashtag ROI. Today's topic is measuring IT's MPG, which is uh, synonymous to miles per gallon. Our guests for today's show are Bob Baskerville, who's the CIO with Scripps Network Interactive. Hi, Bob. How are you? Very good. How are you? Very good. Thank you. And we also have Roger Kent, who is the Senior Vice President and CFO with Allstate Technology and Strategic Ventures. How are you, Roger? I'm doing fine today. Thank you. Great. Now, this is an interesting uh, topic, one of a kind. We actually started discussing about how we can have another discussion on ROI, which is the way most organizations evaluate whether they should fund an IT investment or not. So we said, how about comparing that to a car? So suppose that initiative, which an IT initiative was a car, then ROI for the car could have included the features, luxury, the prestige value it might offer, and over and beyond whatever that you get out of it as a transport. And then the, another measure could have been miles per gallon, which is a typical utility value of a car as a transport. So if we are to look at ROI for an investment, not always we have a way to quantify every piece of it, the, the luxury and other things, as I mentioned about the car. So how can we introduce this concept of miles per gallon in a combination with ROI so that we are not letting an investment go down south or not getting funded just because we did not have a quantifiable value. So with that, we wanted to explore this topic, keeping in mind miles per gallon and return on investment. So uh, first question is for you, Roger. Uh, As we see that we are always looking to figure out ways where IT will provide some sort of an enhancement or some addition to the business capability. And that's why you get approached by different proposals. How do you go about precisely measuring contribution that IT would make if they were to go with this initiative? Well, first of all, it is very difficult to uh, be, be that specific in terms of measuring IT's contribution. I mean, if you look at technology and businesses today, I mean, it is incredibly pervasive throughout the operation of an entity. And you have, you know, it, it's fundamental in doing day-to-day work. So, you know, it's illustrated by if you ever have an outage in many businesses, business really comes to almost a complete halt. So it's very difficult to measure the overall contribution that IT makes to an organization. It's a little easier when you look at an individual initiative. Um, some some initiatives are fairly straightforward. If you have if you have an initiative that's targeted at you know delivering a new product or a new channel or new geography, things like that, those are pretty easy to measure via traditional measures. Uh, same thing can be true of, of initiatives that have more of a of a cost or efficiency play. Typically, you know where to go to find you know the the resulting uh, savings from that initiative. It's it's a lot tougher when it's a 
a project that enhances customer experience or brings an innovative capability to the organization, things like that get, get much more difficult. And I think you know, logic says that over the long term, those will provide you know, measurable, valuable, be it traditional measures through customer loyalty and retention, things like that. Uh, but it is harder to, to recognize on a, on a short-term basis. So I think you, know, you really have to understand the business you're in, understand the model, the business model that you, that you operate. And really some of, the, some of these become on a short-term basis a little bit of a, of a gut instinct in terms of whether or not you think there's going to be a long-term value there. And value, again, like, like, you, like you mentioned up front, isn't just ROI value. You know, it can be customer value. Um, you know, I heard recently that, you know, great technology is a function of consumability and value, and value, of course, being both economic and, and utility value. So, I mean, I think that that's, that's when you look at it from those, those aspects of it, you, you do get a sense that, that an initiative can add value that's, that's not measurable, at least on the short term. Bob, that when make, you look definitely, it definitely does, and and I wanted to piggyback on that and ask Bob. So, Bob, when you go about uh, envisioning an investment and something you want to propose that this is going to really bring value to an organization, can you realistically go to them and say, "I have this thing which may have some standard"? numbers that you can evaluate it on, but that's not what it is. This is more futuristic. This is going to really position our company in a different light. And you wait as if you've gone to apply for a visa to INS and whether they reject or not, they'll not give you a reason, but they'll reject it or approve it. Can you really function like that? That's an interesting analogy. I, I um, yeah, I, I, I would say that it is uh, it's not that simple at all, at least not in the business that, that I am in. Um, if, if you look at uh, the business we're in, we're in the entertainment business, and uh, everything at this point, because we're a relatively mature business at this point, too, is about our um, capabilities to, to some degree, commoditize um, what we do and, and create um, efficiencies by doing that. And when I say efficiencies, it's going to be cost efficiency. So when it, when it comes time for an investment at this point, um, it's going to, that's going to be the first question that, that comes to us, whereas it might not have been that question in earlier days. But now it's, it's more to the tune of, um, is this going to enhance our customer experience? And are we going to be able to do this in a way where we can actually, it, it'll help us create, either A, create greater efficiencies than we've already had, or B, um, kind of draft off of, existing efficiencies, so we, we're not going to have to grow our, our scale, so to speak. Um, that's the question we get regularly at this point. Um, it's kind of a sign of our times in, in the industry I work in, um, and uh, I, probably a sign of the times in a lot of industries, frankly. Um, but uh, but that's, it isn't that easy to quantify at this point. I think it's got to be, at least for us, characterized as <clears throat> how is it going to bring um, value, not even so much return on investment, but some of the other tangible value um, propositions that I just talked about in terms of us trying to be an organization that is going to be as lean and efficient as possible. So IT is typically asked to do more with less or sometimes more with nothing? 
And Roger, when somebody comes to you, knowing that IT is already, for the most part, many organizations, or rather 100% of the organizations are now coming to a point where they're cut to the bones when it comes to any slack that they may have. So any new initiative that they are proposing, would you give them a benefit of doubt that they are definitely try to find ROI wherever possible, which is tangible in hard dollars? Anything else that they are bringing is only going to move the company forward. Do you work with that mindset or it is not distrust, but a healthy skepticism? <laughs> well, I think, you know, I, I'm probably uh, paid to have a healthy amount of skepticism. Um, I think the thing that I would... I, the way I would address the question is is that we are asked to do to do more with less, and I think that you know part of part of our fundamental responsibilities are to are to continually drive you know efficiencies and productivities and enhancements through our our base functions of running technology and what that's true also whether you're running some other part of the organization as well but but particularly in technology, I think we have to continue to always be focused on how we can how we can run our place better. And how we can create opportunities for uh, for efficiencies and productivity improvements. One of the things that, in my opinion, that that does is if you if we're proactive on that, and do so, you know, kind of uh, at the right time in the business cycle, you know, we can we can we can create some some headroom to fund some of these initiatives ourselves. And I think you know when when we have an ability to to take. Uh, you know, our own destiny in our own hands, that's always preferable in my mind. You know, I'm a big fan of of being out front, um, driving the initiatives, reinvesting some of those some of those savings into things we need we know we need to do to run technology better, and also then having some ability to contribute to the business needs, whether it's you know improved margins or you know funding x amount of projects and so forth. I think that those are, that's where I like to see technology get to in terms of how we participate with our business partners. Bob, when you look at these initiatives that you are coming up with, do you essentially are able to realistically measure the MPG, which is the, the, the transport value or utility value of that investment at your level, or do you think th- that's something which is so trivial that if you front-ended with it, your investment will never be... Uh, seeing the daylight um, i would I would say that the let me let me position it this way i 'd say that there's a bit of a challenge that ideally that would be the way i'd like to envision it at the same time though um, and i can't speak for you know roger may may experience some of this as well um, often it feels <laughs> like there's certain initiatives where uh, we could we're certainly we feel that we could be capable of measuring what success looks like, but but often it's uh, at least in my business again it's um, it feels like um, the 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 partner or the stakeholder that we're supporting they're going to be the ones that will determine what success looks like um, and, and and I'm speaking specifically when we're supporting areas that. Um, are going to know they're going to have their eyes wide open on what the investment would be and everything else. So it's areas, you know, in, in kind of a corporate or business systems realm, such as, you know, finance or legal affairs or, you know, even HR um, in those areas, stepping away from our actual content activities. Um, I, I would say that that's a bit of a challenge for us because um, in some instances, 
you may be dealing with um, teams or executives that may already have their mind made up on what success needs to look like here, um, investment level notwithstanding. And um, that can be a challenge sometimes. I I think that uh, um, part of uh, my role as the CIO for this group and um, – uh, Sanjog, I, I've been on your show before, and we've uh, we've talked about this before. But I will hearken back to it that um, I'm I'm a di- uh, probably a not your uh, garden variety CIO, and what I mean by that is not to disparage any other CIOs out there. But uh, as a matter of fact, I would say that um, I have an operations background, but a little bit less of a systems background. I've had more experience running P&Ls and. Um, and actual businesses, and that was one of the reasons I was appointed in this role was to uh, to work with our our actual business units and business support partners, and uh, you know, ideally garner a greater level of uh, of faith and and I guess credibility with them in what our investments are going to be rooted in, and and you know, in terms of growing growing business initiatives, driving revenue. The same things every company envisions and wants to do in their technology efforts, but at the same time, um, our company chose someone like me because they wanted to make sure that their other stakeholders in the company had a level of, uh, of confidence in what they were hearing from their CIO with the notion, too, that I'm going to be you know, supported by a, by a tremendous team of technologists that, that report into me. So um, let's take an example of security. So we know security is paramount. Everybody's thinking it's not a matter of if, but when we will get hacked or we'll be attacked. So suddenly, earlier security being a stepchild, now it is a blue-eyed child for most, and most security initiatives are being funded. So, Roger, coming to your camp, if there is a sponsorship like Bob mentioned from the top for some reason that they feel this should be done, no matter what investment is, does that come ahead and influence the way your team would evaluate in objective, uh, in all uh, objectivity, the ROI and MPG, and still go in that favor, even though there's not a business case or you're, you will have the veto power? No, I think, I think there, uh, we, we do have, we do look at, uh, security is a great example of something, you know, a set of initiatives that I think we all know that we, we have to do it to, you can, you can argue about the degree you do it, but we all have to have to pay attention to this and do some work on this. I think one of the one of the ways that I like to look at initiatives is, you know, from a from an overall portfolio perspective. I mean, if you look at initiatives, you, know, you kind of group in, them into three different areas. You know, the first area is really one of, you know, growth or or margin improvement kinds of initiatives, and those are very measurable. And you know, you can apply the normal the normal uh, financial measures on those kinds of things. You know, the second set of initiatives centers around things like innovation and risk management, where you may or may not have uh, real tangible benefits that are that are measurable. And then the third category are things that you just simply have to do, whether it's regulatory requirements or or infrastructure investments. Uh, some of your life cycle investments fall into that category. Security clearly does. I mean, cybersecurity is something that we're all faced with. You know, the, the potential downsides of that are, are almost, you know, immeasurable on the other side of things. So I like to look at things in those three buckets. And, and with some of those, like that last category, I don't expect a return on that. It's things we have to do that, that run our business, that, we, that are required investments. And, 
you know, we look at, you know, you set a hurdle rates for some of the other buckets, and then you try to measure what your return is on the whole portfolio. And you, are you getting value for your investment in total, not necessarily for every single individual project? Let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back. And let's talk about uh, the MPG, which is miles per gallon. If that should be the formula utilized or we should look at some soft factors as well, especially when we're looking at initiatives which may be a critical enabler for innovation and perhaps will offer a catalyst for business growth versus just uh, a way to reduce operational cost. What do you do in that regard? How do you go about uh, looking at that particular type of investment. Please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back. HP is proud to sponsor this program. Find out how the HP as a service solution for SAP HANA can help you gain instant, impactful business results without capital investment by logging on to hp.com. Transform information into intelligence and a competitive advantage with a full spectrum of SAP HANA products and services from HP, a global SAP hosting partner. Bosch Software Innovations is proud to sponsor this program. Visit www.bosch-si.com forward slash connected manufacturing to find out how Bosch can help you improve your operational performance and become a manufacturing industry leader in a connected world. Change the way you predict, manage, and produce outcomes. Bosch Connected Manufacturing. HP is proud to sponsor this program. Tap into our expertise, innovation, and services to bring your most important workloads to the cloud. are listening to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All. To learn more about the show, please visit www.ciotalkradio.com. If you have a question or comment, call toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, back to the show. Here's Sunjog All. Welcome back. So, Bob, we would like to look at areas where we are talking innovation, we're talking disruption, we're talking about putting an investment in which would be acting like a catalyst to business growth versus just doing the same old operational efficiencies, etc. How would you uh, go about putting MPG versus ROI or a combination in terms of the formula? Um, yeah, I actually have a great um case study, if you will, or example to present on that. But first, I want to, if you don't mind, if you can indulge me for a moment, I want to just jump back to the question uh, that you and Roger covered before the first break regarding um, cybersecurity. And I just wanted to give you maybe 60, 90 seconds on um, what we're <laughs> what we're living through as well. You made the comment that it's the it's become the blue-eyed child. I would say it's a blue-eyed child that, uh, at least in our world, is uh, is bit of a screamer, too. Um, you know, I think that uh, we have learned. Uh, it, what's interesting is um, Roger put it well. I think the in that case, the investment um, for what we have to do, for what we feel is right in the realm of cybersecurity is basically table stakes for us to make sure we have confidence from our 
certainly our board and our and our shareholders as well. Um, now more than ever, it's going to be critical. And to be clear on that, the position we're taking too is um, not to not to shirk any responsibility. It's to be as prepared as possible. However. Um, we could be as prepared as we possibly feel we could be, and we could still be compromised and breached. That's uh, or breached. That's what's. Uh, that's the the new normal. I'm afraid in um, in our world in in business in general right now. We've seen it happen so many times uh, recently with other companies. It it definitely became a a bright light for us when uh, when it happened in the media sector with Sony, um, and then even with what happened recently with Anthem too, um, where it's. Uh, it's in the healthcare side of things, but you know, for for any company that's going to offer a medical plan through a through a major carrier, and of course Anthem and uh, was is one of those. Uh, it definitely caught our attention. So for us, we are certainly we felt we had good measures in place to begin with, but we're uh, we're trying to ramp those up. But it, it still may never be enough. And and the return on investment there is you got to to some degree. Um, believe in what you're doing, that you're doing all the right things, and, and then also keep your fingers crossed that the level of sophistication uh, in these attacks um, or compromises is such that it, it doesn't leave you with some sort of major exposure. Um, so jumping ahead um, after that commentary, jumping ahead to your, your question coming out of the break, Sanjo, the example I can point to for us where we, uh, I would say the, the industry disruption has um, correlated into some of the things we're trying to do that I would say um, are are innovative and in, in keeping pace with what our partners are expecting from us. And that example is what's going on in in the in the side of media consumption. You know, you you probably have read it or heard about it. Um, you know, it's not just about watching linear or traditional television anymore. It's not even about watching video on demand or uh, DVR video. It's watching live TV anywhere, anytime that you want it, or also watching library shows or episodes of your favorite shows wherever you want those. Um, so the notion of what they call either TV everywhere or over the top, which are two different things, but are also uh, in the same organizing principle of um, on-demand, new age on-demand uh, content consumption, we have a very, very large stake in supporting that initiative of delivering that kind of content uh, here at Scripps Networks to all of our uh, partners, whether it's you know traditional cable and satellite operators who are creating uh, TV everywhere um, strategies, or whether it's what we would call, again, um, over-the-top uh, opportunities uh, with companies like Netflix and Hulu and others that uh, would be out there for what they call the cord cutters. Um, we now create uh, a, a scheme that delivers over 30,000 additional hours of content to all of our, our partners, um, not just domestically but globally. And um, happy to say that um, our content distribution team uh, at Scripps leaned heavily on our IT team, and, and that, which was a, certainly a great complement to our ability to, uh, to, de to deliver the goods, if you will, um, but also create an investment scheme that, that made sense to help the company drive revenue, and it was not rooted in traditional IT. It was actually more in an operational workflow that's going to be tied, you know, in, in previous years, it would have been something that would have been more on the broadcasting side, where in fact now it's becoming more of an IT function. 
Roger, when you uh, look at the the game, I mean, I would not want to call it in a derogatory fashion, but it is it is a, it is an uh, it's an art form, if you will, to evaluate an IT investment, especially when most things are not measured. How are we getting better at it? So there are things which you today cannot measure, but are is there any hope? Is there any incremental improvement in the things? Like suppose ten years ago, you were not able to measure well. But now you've figured out a way, and then there is light at the end, the end of the tunnel that there will be more. So then you are moving more of more the soft facts or the soft advantages. They, they can also be measured, and you will be far more confident in each IT investment that goes through you that this will indeed create value. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that the, the tools are any better than they were a few years ago. I mean, I think I think... You know, as you know, I'm a financial person by training, so ROIs and payback periods and cost-benefit analysis are kind of tools of the trade that, you know, have been in existence for a long time. And I think they, you know, they they have their place and they add value to, to a certain set of, uh, of initiatives. I mean, I think the the MPG notion that, that we're talking about here in terms of the, the enhanced utility value is something that, you know, I try to to encompass more and embrace more through this. Again, I mentioned the, the portfolio view. When when I think of what we're spending on innovation types initiative, if that normally might be, say, 20% of our overall spend, you know, I may look at that and I say, okay, you know, given what we're facing today, maybe that needs to be a 30 or 35% of the initiative spend as opposed to 20. Because I think, you know, what 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 we're facing today is is a set of challenges that, that are very much harder to measure than we've seen before. I mean, if you look at, you know, consume, you know, and Bob touched on this a little bit, you took the, when you look at consumer expectations today in almost any industry, the impact that companies like Apple and Amazon and Google have had on everybody is that consumers want to do things, you know, they want all the information available instantaneously. They want to do things when and where they are. Um, you look at the amount of data that exists today, it's, it's just exploding. And how we manage that and what we do with it, you know, is is a difficult challenge for us all. And then just the pace of change and how that impacts both technology as well as, you know, business cycles. We can't afford to spend three years, you know, evaluating and developing a project anymore. The business cycle might be over in six years. So, I mean, you, you have challenges today that we have to be more responsive and reactive to, to what's going on. And to me, that that means we're going to have to be, you know, we have to be prudent and understand what we're doing, but we're going to have to make investments that that don't always have the traditional, you know, financial measures behind it that, that we're used to seeing. Bob, if you would you agree that the credibility of an IT investment getting approved also depends on the track record? And that could mean that we were either too slow in investing in an IT initiative, which would have brought a good amount of value and or we would have spent way too much way too quick and then the results were not as good so this is a team sport which also includes the cfo camp and the cio camp because both were responsible for making the case approving the case less or more do you think we can do better in terms of improving our probability by each time incrementally you know get better at this this sport uh, there's a lot of 
It's a dense question there, Sandra. What, 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 I, was, what I would say to that is, um, to the first part of your question specifically, um, I think there is, um, at least from my perspe- perspective, and keeping in mind that I've sat on the other side of the table before, too, as a Certainly not a, as a CFO or a, or a finance person um, who would be vetting an investment, but as a as a as a business leader who would have a rationale for what they need to do to drive revenue because of the downward pressure from from your bosses. Something we all um, experience. Um, there is uh, a perception, at least with with our group, um, and I, th- I do think it's it's uh, IT in general, and it's something I'm working to change. And I think slowly but surely we're doing it here. Is for us, to, Roger touched on it too. I mean, the the work cycles to to kind of work through a plan. We're going through. A, I'll give you a great example right now. We're going through a a rights management initiative. Um, in, in terms of being able to um, best understand the way to have a uniform rights initiative on how we manage all of our intellectual property, um, as well as now I mentioned earlier, you know, the notions of some of these um, businesses that we're partnering with to create additional revenue streams, the Netflix, the Amazons, the Hulus, folks like that. Well, there's there's royalty implications that are um, tied to some of the content that's created by partners that we select for um, our lifestyle media brands. And uh, so that's a new piece that we need to be paying attention to is an additional royalty scheme that uh, wasn't probably initially realized when we were setting up production deals for shows. So we're looking at this whole notion of a rights management concept that's going to be all-encompassing throughout the business. Now, it doesn't mean we, we don't manage our rights today. We're just looking at a way that's going to be more efficient and can satisfy all the stakeholders at once, which is a mighty task. And for us, if we were having this conversation three or four years ago, we would probably have an IT group that was telling the partner that, yeah, we can come up with a solution. It's going to take this amount of time, and it's likely going to be uh, a number associated with years to complete this kind of system. That's not going to be acceptable anymore. Um, There's too much uh, off-the-shelf opportunity out there with products that other, you know, that our businesses can basically say, look, um, well, let me let me retrack. Um, what I've told my team is we can either be a partner and and lead the way in, you know, building this car, if you will, um, that these folks can drive uh, and and get, you know, get, here I am carrying on your MPG analogy here, Sanjog, but getting the best utility out of that vehicle as possible. If we don't get in front of this, though, these folks are going to go and. They aren't going to need. To, they won't look for somebody to build a car for them. They can go find a solution off the shelf that's going to provide them. Maybe it's only seventy percent of what they want, so that might be viewed as short-sighted. But speed to market is going to be incredibly important. So we need to be there and be a partner that understands that, and not be viewed as a as a group that's going to be wrapped up in the vanity of uh, taking X amount of years to build a solution. Those days, I'm afraid, are, are fading fast in this side of the business, and, and uh, that's what I'm trying to preach to my team to change. Let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back and talk about heroes, which is IT people who are trying to help rescue 
the business in case uh, there is an emergency, then it is trying to help optimize and or grow the different business functions so that we can grow as a company. However, IT for the most part is left to fight its own battle. So this question is going to be for you, Roger, that if IT was to get better at identifying and you know, improving its own MPG and overall ROI, what outside help is available from within the organization but outside of IT so that they can get better at their job and thus improve what they deliver to the organization? Please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back. HP is proud to sponsor this program. Tap into our expertise, innovation, and services to bring your most important workloads to the cloud. Bosch Software Innovations is proud to sponsor this program. Visit www.bosch-si.com forward slash connected manufacturing to find out how Bosch can help you improve your operational performance and become a manufacturing industry leader in a connected world. Change the way you predict, manage, and produce outcomes. Bosch Connected Manufacturing. HP is proud to sponsor this program. Find out how the HP as a service solution for SAP HANA can help you gain instant, impactful business results without capital investment by logging on to hp.com. Transform information into intelligence and a competitive advantage with a full spectrum of SAP HANA products and services from HP, a global SAP hosting partner. listening to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All. To learn more about the show, please visit www.ciotalkradio.com. If you have a question or comment, call toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, back to the show. Here's Sunjog All. Welcome back. So, Robert, can we call ID folks as heroes uh, and can we help them get better at the game from the other departments in the organization so that they build, bring better MPG and better ROI? I think, I think you know, we can. I think the things that I would say are a couple of twofold, I, really, because I think I have an opinion on both sides of this coin. Um, one, I think, you know, part of our job is to help the business get better. We all have to understand that, you know, we have to be partners with a business. We have to help deliver results, and we have to bring bring new capabilities to the table that um, that they may not have before. And sometimes there are capabilities that they don't don't even know they should have yet. So, I mean, I think we have to be be leaders and 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 helping technology drive the strategy of the company is something that we can we can really lead and be be an important player in. And we do have to market ourselves a little differently too with our with our um, with our business partners. Is I think we can be we can be viewed as a as a cost center only, and you know the cost centers are intended to be optimized. And I think there's there's a ton of value that we generate both, you know, in the traditional ROI dollar sense and into the and then this a little less traditional MPG utility value. And the thing that I would would say too is I'm not so sure that I would really look for a whole lot of outside help. 
I mean, in my opinion, I think, you know, we understand technology and what it can do and what the possibilities are better than anybody else in the company. So, I mean, I think from our, that perspective, you know, the, the onus is on ourselves to, to make sure we, we're delivering this and we're, and we're you know, uh, drinking from the same fountain we're asking everybody else to drink from. So I think to me, you know, again, like I said earlier, I'm a big believer in taking destiny in your own hands and driving results. So I'd like to see us take, take the lead on that and, and, and work it from that perspective. So Robert, would you have any pointers on what they could do new and different or more so that you are in better position to positively respond to the initiatives that they propose? Well, I think if you if you go back to the notion of uh, heroes, as you mentioned in the initial uh, question, uh, I, I think there's... Um, I, I, when I look at my own team, I think there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, folks who are absolutely heroes, and there are many, uh, probably all of them, to some degree, think they 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 are heroes. And so the the, the point is is how do you characterize again? If and you keep in mind, part of what I'm trying to do is um, is create what I call a, a new age IT organization, which is is always going to be a group that's in the conversation or has a seat at the table, if you will, um, when big initiatives are coming up, big business initiatives. And uh, I, I would much rather, obviously, that we're called upon as, as a resource that they want to know our point of view as more so than being a necessary evil. And I think some of that can be controlled by our own um, our own psyches within IT in terms of Understanding that we do have a lot of heroes, but we're not we're not always um, the. As Roger made a really good point that in in theory nobody's going to have a better technological view of what um, a support solution can look like than we will, and that's perfectly fine. How do we engender with our partners that we? have that knowledge, but, and we're here to help, so to speak, rather than, um, you know, here to help versus save the day are very, very different positions. Um, and sometimes I think we have partners in our company that, that worry that, again, coming through IT is going to be uh, kind of a, a, a bit of a choking, uh, choking out process that will disable some of their their business drive you know they they recognize they need us but they want they just want us to be able to uh, it's kind of as the analogy goes they if they're asking us what time it is they just want to know what time it is they don't want to know how the watch was built or the clock was built and so for us um, it's important to make sure we maintain that kind of mindset when we're going into a, a, a partnership on a, on a particular project that we do have a lot of heroes, but that's, that's kind of the expectation of the role, and we shouldn't get too rooted in uh, being full of ourselves in that kind of thinking and that, you know, success in a project runs through IT, and that's the only way it's going to happen because, again, our times are changing. Roger, when you look at play money concept, so we are saying we want them to work basically for the most part where there's a transport or utility value for sure, but then at the same time, we want some innovation, et cetera. And since you're not able to measure at all times, that's why sometimes there could be a false positive. How about offering some a bucket of play money, which you know could be utilized because there is a certain amount of investment that has to be made, and that relieves you 
of that pressure and also them, the both parties are at least able to try some new things because you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. I think, uh, I mean, the concept is a valid one. I, um, you know, I, I think it's it's hard to sell in most companies the idea of having some play money. <laughs> I agree. Um, I mean, I think... Uh, I, I I think I think we have to we, ha- we but we do have to try to create you know a you know I'll call it an investment pool you know within within a normal technology budget because you have you know we we do have things that, that you can't plan for that come up in terms of uh, both things you have to do you know whether it's you know life cycle things that you have to invest in just plain do whether it's cybersecurity or whether it's you know, testing your way into something, you know, maybe it's a, you know, extreme agile development process that you're trying to develop, test your way into, whether it's, you know, some different platform as a service, whatever it might be. I mean, I really do think you have to, you have to be able to, to prudently look at those things and spend some money on that. And again, it's, you know, whether you call it play money or investment dollars, I think it's, you know, so who shoots it down? Do you think someone shoots it down, or you yourself are not able to figure out a way to present it to the senior management? Because frankly, everybody's looking up to you, so you are the hero in the limelight here, because that—that's the allocation of funds, which can be very clearly uh, identified, and then IT can have some relief that okay, I can have some of those new things that can be tried out under this umbrella. Yeah, I'm a I'm a believer in in you know, and Bob referred to this before in terms of some of the challenges he faces too. You know, we all you know we have to drive efficiencies in in the kind of the core running of technology. You know, I'm a believer in taking those efficiencies and 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 specifically looking at how you want to reinvest that money um, and keeping a portion of that to reinvest in things that we know we need to do within technology. You know this this investment pool is is one of those things. So we know we have to invest in some new things coming down the road, or you're going to find yourself further behind in terms of where we need to go. And that's that's that just makes the process more expensive long term than than less expensive. But I think I think we have to we really do have to to carve out a portion of benefits we drive and keep that in terms of how we how we can reinvest that in in the future state of technology. So, Bob, when you are looking at any of the innovations that you are working on, and you know that if you innovate or you modernize or you transform whatever you had as legacy, you will be miles ahead. But still, we have to we carry. The fact is a lot of organizations are still carrying that legacy. And if you were to truly see the, the MPG or ROI, they are not that um, stellar. Why is it? Why are we living with it then? Um, I'm not sure I follow that that line of questioning, so, Sanjay. So, so. so the legacy, the legacy investments that we have today, they may not be offering the same level of automation or capability or cost efficiencies, but we still carry them. So mm-hmm. we are not even talking about new investments here, but we are saying preserving IT investments that we made, say, 10 years ago. But when we talk about MPG or ROI calculation, frankly, they may not be the best. 
So if there is a past investment, we live with it, even though it's causing leakage. But for the new investment, we are being scrutinized. Why not? We also evaluate those legacy modernizations and, and do the same type of calculations. Okay. Yeah. I, well, I would tell you that I, uh, that's been one of my key directives with my, my team and, and my group, because again, I think our executive management demanded it. Um, and that was, you know, you talked about play money a little bit earlier. I think we had a group, quite honestly, that probably had their share of play money back in the day, and then in those days <laughs> are gone. And we do have some legacy systems in place that I've asked us, uh, my team, to evaluate, because for the very reasons that you're talking about, you know, use the term leakage, I would just use the term bloat. I mean, I think that we have, uh, we've been going through this for a little while now, is the whole notion of um, doing things just because that's the way we were doing things, and there's not necessarily great efficiency to point to anymore. It was just all in the spirit of the process is the process, and um, uh, while I'm not trying to create pain for an organization just to do it, we, we really have to ask some hard questions because otherwise the whole notion of your, uh, again, your play money analogy, um, let's, let's call it actually money to reinvest in, in future, you know, forward-looking opportunities or, or innovation, whichever way you want to call it, um, we're not going to get we're not going to get a sniff at those opportunities if we don't show a proven track record that we're trying to evolve and get beyond what were legacy issues that are items that are not necessarily the best way for us to advance at this point. I mean, that just goes without saying in my mind. We have to change that kind of thinking in order to make sure that, again, we have any sort of credibility in a conversation about, hey, um, allow us to innovate, allow us, uh, because there's good reasons why, even if we can point to those, um, I, I don't feel comfortable pursuing those if we don't have our, sh our, our house in order, so to speak, with um, the current state. And the current state needs to be current and not rooted in what was happening 10, 12 years ago. Let's take a quick break. Listeners will be right back. And Roger would love to get your input on how do you evaluate preserving IT investment type of legacy, which should be modernized versus the new investments that somebody brings forth, which, would cause, which will bring innovation. What is your difference in the way you look at it? What's your basis for someone who is in your shoes to evaluate and objectively say yeah or nay to it? Please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back. Bosch Software Innovations is proud to sponsor this program. Visit www.bosch-si.com forward slash connected manufacturing to find out how Bosch can help you improve your operational performance and become a manufacturing industry leader in a connected world. Change the way you predict, manage, and produce outcomes. Bosch Connected Manufacturing. HP is proud to sponsor this program. Tap into our expertise, innovation, and services to bring your most important workloads to the cloud. HP is proud to sponsor this program. Find out how the HP as a service solution for SAP HANA can help you gain instant, impactful business results without capital investment by logging on to HP.com. 
transform information into intelligence and a competitive advantage with a full spectrum of SAP HANA products and services from HP, a global SAP hosting partner. You are listening to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All. To learn more about the show, please visit www.ciotalkradio.com. If you have a question or comment, call toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, back to the show. Here's Sunjog All. Welcome back. So there's a term called creative destruction, which is where, where you remove the old in order to make way for the new. And legacy investments are there. We live with them. There's leakage. There are other things. So, Roger, how do you evaluate for them to be removed? We take, you know, we bite the bullet and just go for it, or are we just going to live with it? Well, I think, I think uh, we touched on this a little bit just before the break. Uh, I mean, legacy... Legacy is, is tough to deal with because every, every company has legacy. We have ways, you know, the way technology grew up over the, the last, uh, last few decades, everybody has, whether it's applications or technology stacks or processes or business con- constructs, et cetera, you have things that, that you're dealing with that are not optimal from, a, from a, uh, looking at being responsive and agile in the marketplace today. So we, we all have to deal with it, and it's, it's tough kind of a pick and shovel type work that we all, we have to address. I mean the things the things that I that I think we have to make sure is as we look at each new project, we really have to evaluate the fact that make sure we're not adding to the legacy and that we're constructing this in a manner that that is forward looking. I mean there's a there's a view today that that uh that says, you know, whether it's a bimodal kind of construct or it has other names as well. But there's but there's merit to looking at things like from a from a legacy view and a forward looking view in terms of how do I how do I continue to put more of my my assets and capabilities in the forward looking view and we're always looking to 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 uh, add to that bucket and probably take things out of the legacy bucket. So I think you know if we can have that lens when we look at you know initiatives and how we move forward. That, that has merit to how we evaluate um, any future initiatives. Bob, if you were to request sponsorships, blessings, and support from business, what would you like to see so that whichever initiative that you propose, it actually will have enough MPG and, of course, overall ROI for them to go through? So when you're positioning that question, Sandro, you're saying, what, do you, what would I want to see from, uh, from my team's efforts or from our... From business, no, from not from business. your team, from the outside people. What type of support so that when you do your due diligence, it's not under fear, uncertainty, and doubt. It is with that positive outcome in, in the mind, and then you know which if you're going to present something, it's going to be seen in an objective light versus a pie in the sky. Yeah, okay. I think that... Um, I, I think that what I would want to see is um, a real-world view of what the well, what the expectation is from the business, as well as well, they would frame that up with what the opportunity would be first, and then you know the, the, follow that with what their expectation would be, and um, 
why we're we're in that conversation to begin with. Why you know is there is there a is there is the technology solution truly going to be the way to make that that successful moment happen for the business? Um, because the way it works with our group too, um, my IT group goes well beyond just technology. I mean, we also uh, have created a uh, a really capable and called upon team of um, you know that work in the realm of uh, project management and program management. And and so what, so what I'm getting at is, in some instances, it just might be business processes that. Um, that flow through our team, and you know, we we would then look at automated opportunities that might exist or innovation through technology that might support a plan down the line. But it may not start with technology, if that makes any sense. Roger, when you look at um, the IP, uh, IT MPG measurement and the ROI, and if you had to suggest a few, give a few tips to the leaders, IT leaders, so that when they come to you they are presenting a good enough case. What would that look like, which, which has got a higher chance of you saying, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm up for that? Well, I think, you know, Bob touched on it, on it uh, you know, in the last comments fairly well. I mean, I think what I, what I look for first and foremost is what's, what's the real business case. And when you look at it at, at a prospective initiative, you want to understand, you know, what, what, what's the business going to see down the road? Um, sometimes, sometimes that's a measurable outcome. Sometimes it's not. Um, you know, when you when you have an initiative that that's a mixture of both, including the initiative, whatever you can measure. You know, include include payback periods and ROIs when you can, and talk about the other software benefits and business outcomes um, right alongside it. So that you know, when I look at things, that you have the whole picture, and you can, you can evaluate it appropriately. I don't, you know. Like I said, I am a finance professional, so I, I do tend to look at it from that lens, you know, probably more more focused than some other folks might. But I want to see the business benefit. I want to see what how we're moving the business forward, what's the business outcome, where do we really think we're going with this investment. And to the degree that people can make that case, they're much more likely to see my, my stamp of approval on the bottom of the page. 30 seconds, Roger, again. Anytime you will make exceptions to your playbook. Well, you, you, sure, there's always exceptions to to a playbook. I mean, I think you know, like I mentioned before, on you know, in my portfolio of things, there are always some 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 things that you make exceptions to, and things that that, that you believe you have to do. You know, cybersecurity is something that we we currently are making exceptions on. We're going to go spend the money to do it because we believe we have to. Um, it is table stakes today. All right. So on behalf of the show and our listeners, I would like to thank you, uh, both Bob and Roger, for sharing your thoughts on how organizations can effectively leverage IT for creating value. And in order for them to be able to do so, how do they present a justifiable case based on ROI and miles per gallon? Please uh, thank you so much again, Bob and Roger. Thank you. Well, my pleasure. Thanks, Sandra. Thank you so much again. And uh, listeners, please like us on Facebook, search for CIO Talk Radio, and be sure to follow us on Twitter. Thank you again for listening to CIO Talk Radio. This is Sanjog All, your talk show host. Till next week, take care and God bless. Thank you for tuning in to CIO Talk Radio. To learn more about the show, 
please visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Please join Sun Joke All next Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Central Time, and 10 a.m. Eastern Time for another hour of CIO Talk Radio on the Voice America Business Channel. CIO Talk Radio is brought to you by HP and Bosch Software Innovations.